Hi, everyone. I'm Sandra Ingerman, and welcome to the Shaman's Cave. And I'm Renee Barabo, and I'm excited to be here with you and Sandra on this beautiful day, which we have a great topic for you today. Yeah, so um, I I have been reflecting on my life, and it's because it's been part of my teaching right now, is... Um, we know in shamanism that the power of intention is everything. And so I decided to kind of do a little bit of a reflection on um, the intentions that I set out uh, to do in my life. And so I've shared this with you before when I was a little kid growing up in Brooklyn. I remember that the moment absolutely Um uh, I was sitting on my couch, and um, as I shared, I grew up in an immigrant neighborhood where it was very sad, very, very sad. And, um, you know, people had escaped persecution, and, um, and, and what family was left, just, you know, just a lot of hardship and a lot of sadness. And I was sitting on the couch, and I was just feeling this incredible bliss and this incredible joy. I mean, I was just a little kid, and I was so in love with nature and so in love with the birds and the sky and the colors and all of that. And I said, people got this all wrong, and I am going to spend the entire rest of my life teaching people how to be happy. And so... Then, um, in high school, I wrote uh, my first paper on creation and manifestation, which where I got that, you know, looking back, um, where I got that topic from, where my interest was coming from, um, I, I was doing a lot of drugs, you know, that was back in the <laughs> But what made me write a paper on creation and manifestation, that was, an interest, that was an interesting intention, you know, that I put out. And so then I look at, you know, well, first I thought I was going to go into psychotherapy. And then I saw that the practice of shamanism does make people um, happy. And... Um, and so I could see, I could actually see how my intention started to manifest what I, um, finding the passion, finding my passion and, and finding an avenue for me to, to bring joy to people. And so uh, then when I wrote Medicine for the Earth and I was really into writing about creation and manifestation and did write uh, a lot about it. Um, my best friend at the time, Brooke London, uh, turned me on to uh, um, a man by the name of Neville Goddard, who uh, wrote an amazing amount of books on how to manifest. And his, his books are truly amazing if you're interested. He also has, there's also a lot of YouTube um, videos that you can watch on his work. And he studied, he studied um, with an Ethiopian rabbi. So he did get a lot of shamanic teachings. When you, when you see his teachings, he takes them back a lot to the Bible, but only because he had nothing else 
as a metaphor. He only saw the Bible as a metaphor. So he didn't have other places to take it back to, but he shared an amazing wealth of knowledge that really worked. And so before I share more, I'd love to hear, I'd love for us to hear from Renee about, um, because we were talking about how both of us have the skill of manifesting something so easily and just getting stuck in in some places. Yeah, the manifesting is really quite simple for certain things. But I think, like this past week, I had, I was in between tenants and I had to refurnish the house. So I I always follow the breadcrumbs. When I'm manifesting, I always follow the breadcrumbs because there's always this or something even better. So I saw these couches and I'm there like, okay, I'm going to come get the couches. And in the in going to get these two couches that I needed for the rental property, the couch that I had been looking for for my own house was there. Wow. <laughs> I know. Yes. And she said, oh, no, this was already sold. Sorry. And I'm like, well, you know, just in case it doesn't go through, let me know and I can get the movers over here because it was like a, a, a sale of a house. She goes, well, if, it's, they're, if they're not here later this afternoon, it's yours. Wow. So I went away and sure enough, I, I got the couch that I was really looking for for six months. So manifesting isn't always like right immediate, but it's always right there um, for me. But that doesn't mean I can manifest everything I want when I want it. But certain like, what are those things that are practical things I can certainly take a hold of? Um, one of the things that I've been studying for the last few years is how people create, and I'm not going to delve into it here, but totally, but, but I have, um, I have the, the five dynamics of creation, which I teach in my advanced classes, and they're about how we create differently, and they all are nature-based forms of creation that we tend to, we tend to, um, attach to. Um, for like a one, one dynamic might be more for you. So say like if you're a chaos creator, that you're always pulling things in from the ethers. But if you're, you know, you partner with nature, you don't make a single decision before you take that walk through the trees. And so uh, we've been working with them and, and learning how different people use them for their creative styles. And also, like, are there times when an oppositional force type of creation method will work better for you than, you know, step-by-step process order. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many different ways and there's so many different ways that have been taught. Um, And the bottom line issue for all of this is that in order to see yourself as a master creator, uh, which we all are, you have to see that this world is a dream and that you also have to see that you're playing a role that you chose to take on. And so in order to change your manifestation, you have to also make a choice that you're going to change your role. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, that I'm not going to be the person who brings in chaos all the time. That's not a role that works for me. It doesn't work for me. 
So I am going to be a person who goes out into nature and learns how organized nature is and brings some organization um, into my into my life. And so in the way that I, I work, it would be, well, what would a scene look be like? What would it look like to have a more organized life? Or what would it look like to have life where you had more finances or the health or relationship that you want, um, the job that you want, um, the life that you want? And so um, you have to be able to build it in the unseen realms. So how I teach it in shamanism is I'm actually teaching my students who are journeying, I'm actually teaching them how to go into the unseen realms and start building structures. Because in every spiritual tradition, every spiritual tradition, everyone, it's taught it has to form in the invisible before it drops. It will drop into the physical, into the visible, visible realms, but it has to start in the world of invisible substance, and the world of invisible substance is the non-ordinary uh, realms. And so we build it, but when you build it, you have to see yourself in that dream, really living it completely living it as if you're there now. So you have to see what what would it look like? What would everything look like? What what would you be surrounded with? Um, what what are the sounds that you would hear? What are the textures you would feel? How would the wind feel uh, blowing on you? Uh, how would the sun feel shining on you? How would the rain feel raining on you? You get the, the point. And you really have to enliven your senses. And, and that's a challenge in the world that we're living in today because um, we, we watch um, TV and um, online things and YouTube so much that our other senses are de-evolving and they're starting, <clears throat> they're starting to shrivel. So we can't manifest without... Uh, bringing them back because you have to be able to have every sense be fully alive to be able to step out of the room that you're in and enter into another room of a different life where you're living that life fully with all your senses brilliantly alive. And just the last thing I wanted to say is I follow this woman <clears throat> on Facebook who is uh, one of the people who uh, shares Neville's work, and there are many people on Facebook, and and um, and one of the things one of the things that she talked about, and this works for me really well, is I see myself in the room in a room. So I'm in a room right now, and I'm not real happy being in this room, and I just close my eyes. I open my eyes and I see myself in another room talking to Renee, having a great conversation, talking to all of you. My whole experience of reality has now changed. I moved from the room I was unhappy in. I closed my eyes. I entered another room and I entered the room of the life that I want to be living. 
You just have given so many tips and tools here that I think that if somebody was listening to this, they could go back and just play it through like a meditation about going to a different room and the tasting and the, and the sounds of things. Um, because there, there was just like so many pearls of wisdom that you just shared about all of that. I was trying to think, I was going in those places and I was also thinking like, well, is what could I add to that? What do I do that I, I manifest? And I think that I just expect that it's so. Right. Yeah. That I just don't see it as any other possible way. Right. Like, but then there's little crazy little things like, you know, we all, then you have to look at, okay, I can manifest this. I manifest a new cow. It's perfect. But then I have like the fear of, uh, you know, like the house isn't going to rent, which right. is just not real. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a really good friend who said, you know, you've got someone watching over your back. You didn't have the house rented. And then somebody showed up for a month or a three month rental right before you, you know, right before you really just about freaked out. Like, when are you going to ever start to know that it's going to be taken care of? And And I think that's like one of my biggest downfalls still is that. I've never been, and I'm not judging you if you are, I've never been on the street. I've never been without a home. I've never been without a meal. You know, we have to understand that these magical moments are, you know, we have to start to thank the universe for those little magical moments and start to appreciate them. Like the, you know, I always make a joke about the parking spot in the parking, the busy grocery spot. Someone's just pulling out and I pull in. I always say, thank you, you know, like, because if we don't acknowledge that the universe is giving to us, it might not want to be so generous going forward. Yeah. And, and um, I think the, the, the piece that we really have to look at, and um, I do this in my trainings with people is um, everything within is without everything without is within so that means the creative creative forces of the universe are out there but you're also the creative forces of the universe and so uh and this is what renee is working with um when you are the creator and you are that's not an illusion you are the creator um because the creator created you so you are the creator uh, then it can only happen in one way. It can only happen in, in one way because you you are the creator and so you created it. <laughs> I know. For me now, my work is to to enjoy my creations. Is there anyone else out there like me who like can create and create and like just because I I'm a chaos creator. I, I mean, if you look in my drawers, there ne- nothing in in the you know, I have to look in every drawer to find my pajamas because, you know, I'm just create that way. But the, the, for me, it's like to sit back this summer. It's been because my foot's been tangled up and I have had to sit and, and look at, wow, I created this and built a house from scratch. I created this with spirit cooperating, but to really start to, to enjoy the creations 
to really savor the creations that we have and not always be looking for like, what's that next thread from the universe? What am I going to create next? You know, how do I stay, you know, when the gardener this morning said, are you ever going to stop? <laughs> am I ever, you know, or am I just creating for the sake of because I can? Right. Yeah, that's a good question. It's it's a really good question. Yeah, I'm I'm a pretty simple person, and I like organization. So, um, so when when I create things, I tend to stop. And and but with my workshops, um, I just go from workshop to workshop to workshop. And people have said to me. Do you, do you have any idea how many people's lives you have touched? And I say absolutely not, because I'm just going from workshop to workshop to workshop to workshop teaching, and um, and I'm very, um, you know, I I limit the size of my workshops so that everybody can bond, and I don't take breaks. I I hang out with the group, so it's not like. It's it's not like um, isolating myself in in any kind in any kind of uh, fashion. It's just what ends up happening. Hmm. It'll be interesting to see as you're creating new workshops if you'll give yourself some permission to take a few breaks or if you'll just jump back into the old. That you you know, I think that's always the curious thing is like now that we're going back into the into the creation realm with other people in person what's changed what what's going to look different how is it going to be and and i would love to hear for those of you who are doing things more in person what is it like now when you're creating with other people in 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 their presence yeah i would love to hear that too um, so yeah it'd be great yeah, there's so much that we can do. And I always say start simple. You know, I know people want to change everything um, instantaneously. And we've talked about this before. There are lots of people, and I have no judgment on this whatsoever, who believe that there are going to be beings who come in and save us. And that could be one dimension of reality that can happen. I don't know. But again, looking at the practical shaman, let's let's leave saving the world um, because that's a heroic act that nobody needs to be taking on right now. Um, and uh, and look at your own life. Look at small things. Start with small things. What what is something? Because what's been found, and they've done scientific evidence experiments on this is if you don't have heart, if you don't really love what you're getting ready to create, it doesn't manifest. Hmm. And they, they did lab experiments on that and found that to be true. You have to have so much heart energy that uh, you want this so much that it's one of the tools that goes into manifestation. And timing. About a, about a year, I think it was about a year and a half ago, right? And when I was really so busy, I would say to Sandra, I really got to get writing that next book. And she just smiled and said, oh, yeah, you know, when you're ready, the next book will <laughs> will come easy and it will write you. And, and, you know, then when you move into that space, you say, oh, yeah, why was I pushing the river instead of flowing with the river? And so don't try to push those creations. 
You know, patiently I waited for the right couch and it showed up in a, in a format that I couldn't have even imagined had I put my best thoughts to it. So there's that element of surprise in the creation process that I always say this or something better. Right. Yeah. I love that. I think that's a, a perfect ending. <laughs> Absolutely. So I don't think we gave you our normal pitches to subscribe, hit like, make comments, follow us on Facebook. If you want to get the weekly reminder email, sign up on the shamanstv.com. And how about if you help us create a double our audience by hitting share this week with our podcast and letting other people's know that we're here. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for the brilliant work that you're doing. And thank you for staying with us. And thank you for subscribing and letting other people know about our show. Blessings, everyone.